Today's episode of Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Ogumba Wallet for the win! You are Locked on Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hey, women's basketball fans. Erica Ayala here coming to you on a Wednesday. And there are a few reasons for that. But one of them is that, um, you know, I wanted to really get into Sportswoman of the Year as named by Sports Illustrated. And I didn't feel that that fit into essential resources. And I didn't want to roll it up into Social Justice Thursday. I felt that that may be a bit too late. Um, So here we are. I'm going to give you my thoughts on Sports Illustrated and why I feel that ultimately uh, there's there's some gray area here um, that deserves some attention and I make a case for that. But the bottom line is that Sports Illustrated put itself in a position to to be criticized and critiqued, and I agree with the the critique. Um, the headline and the cover for this reads: "Sports Person of the Year, the Activist Athlete, Five Who Inspired in 2020." Sports person of the year, Brianna Stewart, cool. One of the five people who inspired, okay, perhaps. Activist athlete. This year, Sports Illustrated decided to focus on activism. Brianna Stewart is not one of the five most inspiring stories in the sports world or even in the WNBA, when it comes to activism. And to quote a piece from the um, article that was written by Megan Rapino, this is true, and I am going to say it. So on this episode, you will hear me break that down. I do want to apologize. There will be snippets of this episode where uh, I was not plugged into this spunky uh and fancy microphone that you're hearing me talk into now. Uh, But you know what? I felt like I was on a roll in certain places and I didn't want to eliminate the audio altogether. So I apologize in advance for the audio quality not being what I want, but the message is important. And um, so hopefully you'll forgive me and I will do better for tomorrow's episode. But uh, Before I get into breaking down again some of the gray areas, uh, you know, this is true and I'm going to say it, I want to play a clip from the video that was a part of the corresponding article, um, again, written by Megan Rapino about Brianna Stewart's Sportswoman of the Year. So this comes from Sports Illustrated. This is their native video. I'm going to play a snippet of Brianna Stewart talking about the 2020 WNBA season. I'm white and my teammates are black. We don't all go through the same situations. We are so powerful! We are so powerful! 
don't have the same experiences, we don't have the same thoughts. I think for people that are from the white community, it's it's about having those uncomfortable conversations, whether it's with myself directly, with my family, with my circle that I touch and maybe my black teammate doesn't touch because they don't have that, that same direct reach. And also knowing that there's a, a time to speak and there's a time to listen and, and really kind of hear my teammates out, hear everything that they're going through and find a way to help be better. What I'm going to do to make sure that I can pass the torch to the next generation of players in the WBA is, you know, show them that, you know, I'm not afraid. We are dedicating this season to Brianna Taylor, an outstanding EMT who was murdered over 130 days ago in her home. The WBA has always been at the forefront of fighting the fight for social justice. Obviously we wanted to play basketball, but in the midst of the racial unrest that was going on in our country, we wanted to make sure that we were playing for, for something bigger than basketball. And we had a very unique opportunity this season where it was, you know, all 12 teams, 144 players, all in one spot. And we were able to really make a stand. We had a lot of opportunities to really make an impact, and especially the general election, making sure everybody was registered to vote, the census, and just continuing to educate ourselves on how to be better and passing that along through our platform. We've always been here, and you know we're always continuing to fight. And I feel like as women, we always have to fight. Dubert actually said it, she's like, you know, we're never looked at as just basketball players. We're always looked at as what we can't do. And, you know, having to always advocate for ourselves and, and for others, and especially being in a league that has 80% of black women, there's so much that we need to fight for. And racism is at the, the top of the list. We knew that we came to the bubble for more than basketball, and we made sure that we put that pressure on ourselves to continue to, to kind of do what we can. This is a new moment in the history of racial justice, in the history of athletes speaking for racial justice. The 2020 season is going to be a historic one for everything that we stood for, but it can't just be this one season. This is something that should be a part of our everyday lives. I'm not afraid to use my voice. I'm not afraid to make mistakes, and I'm going to continue to educate myself. I want to be able to make a difference and make an impact and be the best person I can be, just like I want to be the best player I can be. But the only way I can do that is if I continue to do what I can and make sure that as our society is hopefully growing, that, that I'm growing too. So that is the video or pieces of the video element. And the video corresponded with a written article um, making a case for uh, Brianna Stewart as Sportswoman of the Year. And this piece was written by Megan Rapino. And I'd like to read some of what Pino wrote uh, for... Um, for this Sports Illustrated article, uh, 
headline, Meet Your 2020 Sports Person of the Year Winners, Brianna Stewart. From returning from a devastating injury to leading the Storm to her fourth title and earning finals MVP honors to showing unwavering support of Black Lives Matter, Stewart rose to the occasion this year in so many ways. Okay, so far, so good. Let's let's see what Pino had to say. Although, you know, the Seattle Storm won their fourth. This is uh, Stewie's second. Um, and I want to emphasize that because it'll come up later in in my remarks. All right. <clears throat> what struck me watching Brianna Stewart take the microphone before the first game of the WNBA season was her willingness to step up in that moment. She could have said no and no one would have known. She was coming into the season off a torn Achilles tendon, an injury you don't know how you'll recover from, but she chose to take on more responsibility. The WNBA players made sure everyone knew that they were playing for Breonna Taylor every time they went on the court this season, that they were playing to say Black Lives Matter. Honestly, I was in awe the whole time I was in the WNBA bubble in Bradenton, Florida. The players worked to make sure not only that they had a season, but also that everyone watching their season knew, this is your place to support black women and women and equality. Watching Stewie stand in front of everyone before that first game and ask for 26 seconds of silence to remember Breonna Taylor, the black woman who was that age when she was killed by police in her Louisville apartment was powerful. That's, uh, again, Megan Rapino, and for long-time listeners, you know I've disagreed with Megan Rapino before, and I'm going to do it again. Um, it, although this is less of a disagreement and um, uh, pointing out a glaring omission. Including that Brianna Stewart was not the first player, um, and obviously not the only player, to address uh, basically the media and fans on that first game. The Seattle Storm played the New York Liberty, and the first person to take the microphone on behalf of the Storm, the New York Liberty, and the WNBA League and its players was one Lasia Clarendon. And as a matter of fact, in the clip that I played you at the top of the show, uh, you hear their voice. Uh, Lasia's voice is there. Um, give it to you again. We are dedicating this season to Brianna Taylor, an outstanding EMT who was murdered over 130 days ago in her home. So in a season dedicated to Black Lives Matter and say her name, the name of the leader of the Social Justice Council a member of the executive committee of the WMBPA, of a non-binary player in the WNBA, was not once mentioned. That's a problem. That's a problem. Putting aside the fact that I personally do not agree that Brianna Stewart was top five athlete activists overall, uh, in sports, uh, or in the WNBA, putting that to the side just for now. For anyone in the WNBA to be recognized on behalf of what the WNBA did 
in the, the realm of activism, organizing, social and racial justice. Um, and for that person, that individual, to not reflect and to say explicitly the names of other leaders is a miss. It's a miss uh, for being most accurate in what happened, and it's a miss for spending an entire season focusing on Black Lives Matter and say her name and then not practicing focusing on Black Lives Matter and say her name outside of the uh, of the wobble. It's a miss. That's a really big miss as far as, um, I mean, definitely as far as Sports Illustrated is concerned. I go back and forth on whether I feel uh, Megan Rapinoe and Stewie should have been more thoughtful. Um, And a part of me wonders if they were, and that was edited out. That does happen. Um, A part of me wonders if they spoke to Stewie and her season because that's what they were asked to do. But then there's another part of me that overwhelmingly prevails that goes back to If you know this, if you mean these words, Black Lives Matter, say her name, then you should know better with those last two. And so it's a miss. It's a miss, Sports Illustrated. It's a miss, for sure. Coming up next, uh, I'm going to talk about, again, some of that gray area, why I think this is difficult for for some people to reconcile with, um, including why... You can be critical of the award without being critical of the recipient herself. Uh, We'll get into that. And then at the end of the show, I want to read to you some reactions from WNBA players and analysts, content creators, etc. All coming up next on Lockdown Women's Basketball. You know I love to talk about Built Go, but today we are talking about Built Bar. That's where it all started 18 amazing flavors, including the 12 originals. You've got orange, coconut, peanut butter brownie, and of course, banana bread. That's one of my favorites. And the new flavors include caramel brownie, carrot cake, and cherry barcia. Who doesn't love a good play on words? A little bit of a pun there for sure. Here's the thing about built bars. They are great for the health conscious person. You can use them whether you're trying to maintain your weight or lose weight um, if you still want to indulge in a delicious treat from time to time. These bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber, which makes them perfect for the keto diet. So we want you to head over to BuiltBar.com, and here's why. While supplies last, you can get a free cooler with purchase. That's right. While supplies last, you can get a free cooler cooler with purchase. So go to BillBar.com, use promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code locked and get 20% off at BillBar.com. Enjoy. You know, so I mentioned I've, I've disagreed with, uh, with Pino before and, um, and with Sue Bird before. 
And, you know, the, the article goes on to just focus so much on Stewie, which of course it will, but the, the, the name of this episode comes actually from this article and, um, you know, um, Pino is talking about Stewie being pretty matter of fact, um, and how she relates to Stewie in that way. She sees herself in Stewie in that way. Uh, Pino wrote, I think we both approach speaking out in the same way. This is true, and I am going to say it. So here's what's true, and here's what I'm going to say. And again, Pino addresses this to a certain extent in her piece. Stewie is white. Stewie is white, and she gets attention that players with her same credentials don't. And that's important when it comes to, again, the attachment to Sportswoman of the Year being uh, also attached to the activism of the WNBA, that activism very squarely lifting up black lives and black women. Um, here's something else where I feel that Pino missed the mark. Uh, she's accurate, but it's not complete. It's not a complete story. Pino writes, when Stewie posted on Twitter about wanting the WNBA to paint Black Lives Matter on the baseline this season, it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. A lot of players wanted to dedicate the season to Breonna Taylor and Black Lives Matter, but there's more weight to it when your best player, the number one pick out of UConn in 2016, MVP two years later, and certainly the future of the league, is pushing for it. For her not only to understand that, but also be willing to take that on made a huge difference. She realizes she had an opportunity to be more than what she is on the court. And also, as a white player in a predominantly black league, to be an ally or accomplice. Not a lot of white athletes have done that in the past. Said their cause is my cause, and I'm willing to fight for it as they are. That's all very true. And again, Pino alludes to um, Stewie being white and that making a difference. In the video, Stewie talks about having a different platform than her black teammates and peers in the WNBA in particular. And all of that is true. And I understand that Stewie has an awareness of it. I've talked to Stewie before about this. I've talked to Diana Taurasi. I've talked to Sue Bird. I've talked to Pino about this before. I get that there's an awareness, but what they missed, what Pino missed, and what Stewie, at least in the cut that we saw, did not identify, is that yes, Black Lives Matter being on the court, Stewie tweeted about that. The season was remarkable and unique for the WNBA as other leagues were also taking on social and racial justice because they focused on Say Her Name and Breonna Taylor. Why was the name Breonna Taylor on the back 
of the WNBA jerseys, that's because of the advocacy and the organizing um, that was sparked by Angel McCautry. Angel McCautry, who graduated from the University of Louisville. Angel McCautry, who played for Team USA. Angel McCautry, who played for the Atlanta Dream. And we all know, at least if you've been listening to the show, you know that the Atlanta Dream and their part owner, Kelly Leffler, have been a big storyline this season. All right, folks, I told you we're going to return to the regular scheduled program as far as my shows on Lockdown Women's Basketball tomorrow. We're talking Sportswoman of the Year. There's a little bit of controversy. want to get into that a little bit. But I promised there are so many awards different from Forbes 30 Under 30 to uh, Sports Illustrated, and the list goes on and on. And WNBA players and the league as a whole are being recognized. So want to give a shout out to all of the amazing accomplishments on and off the court. And we're going to do that tomorrow, Social Justice Thursday, with a focus on WNBA players that have really made a difference on and off the court. And dare I say, could have been in contention for Activist Athlete Sportswoman of the Year. But if you want to know some of my picks, Tune in tomorrow to Locked On Women's Basketball. No mention of Angel McCautry. So no mention of Lasia Clarendon earlier. No mention of Angel McCautry here. No mention even of Sue Bird, a white teammate of Stewie's, who everyone that I've heard, including Angel McCautry, um, gives credit to uh, Sue Bird for helping coordinate and inquiring about how to handle the Kelly Loeffler situation. That being that this is a partial owner of the Atlanta Dream, uh, was appointed to a Senate seat, now is running to own that Senate seat right out uh, as far as be the representative, although maybe own was the right word to begin with, but I digress. Um, And Sue Bird started asking questions. Hey, what can we do? How can we uh, go about this? Um, And when you hear Sue Bird talk about it, she mentions Raphael Warnock, who's running against Leffler. Sue Bird mentions Lisa Borders for connecting the WMBPA to Raphael Warnock. Um, And so Sue, I have seen practice what I'm asking Stewie and Pino to practice in the Sports Illustrated article that they did not. Uh, It didn't start with me. I'm not the only one. But again, this is where I give my demerits to Sports Illustrated um, overall. Because I can't, I, I don't know if Pino and Stewie mentioned this and it was edited out. But someone at Sports Illustrated especially because people like myself uh, wrote for Sports Illustrated about um, Terry Jackson and the WMBPA. I wrote about Satu Sabali and the Social Justice Council. Someone at Sports Illustrated should have caught that there was... There were some names missing from the story. Names that are particularly important because... 
the focus was on Black Lives Matter and say her name. It's not just a cute slogan. Why do we say say her name? Because too often black women who are killed at the hands of law enforcement, they're not remembered. Their story is not told. We do not honor their life. We do not fight for their justice as a collective society. We don't even know that they've passed. And there's a history. The African American Policy Forum taught the WMBPA about that history. No mention of the African American Policy Forum for this Sportswoman of the Year honor. Dr. Kimberly Crenshaw spoke to the WMBPA. No mention of Dr. Crenshaw in this Sports Illustrated. No mention of Terry Jackson. No mention of Angel McCautry. No mention of Renee Montgomery. Natasha Cloud, Sidney Colson, no mention, no mention, <laughs> no mention of any of the Seattle Storm players that even if we were only talking about Stewie's success on the court, no mention of anyone but Stewie, as if she were there by herself. That's a problem. That's a problem overall, but that's a problem when, again, you attach activism to the honor, which Sports Illustrated did. So I want to play a clip from an older episode of Locked on Women's Basketball, me essentially taking the same exception to something that Megan Rapino and this time uh, that Sue Bird said. So I'm going to play this clip, and, of course, you can listen to the whole episode I'll have the link below. And then after I play that clip, uh, coming up next, I will read some reactions around the women's basketball space to Sportswoman of the Year, as named by Sports Illustrated. And that person representing the WNBA being Brianna Stewart. Uh, I continue now as Megan Rapino. This is very exciting for me. Anyway. I continue uh, quoting Megan Rapino, or whomever wrote on behalf of Megan Rapino. And before I go any further here, if I'm being totally real with you, there's an elephant in the room that I think has to be brought up. It's something that I think doesn't get spoken about nearly enough when the topic of the W comes up. People beat around the bush about it. They talk about it in code. They, quote, say it without saying it. So let's say it. This country has a deep history of racism and a deep history of homophobia. And if you look at the players in the W, most of them are black and a lot of them are gay. I just think that needs to be said loud and clear so there's no mistaking things. Because again, I'm so proud of the run that we went on last year at the World Cup. And I'm so damn grateful for the support that we got. And in a lot of ways, I'm over the moon about how it was seen as this breakthrough moment. But I think the conversation around what our team represented tended to be somewhat incomplete. And what I mean by that is, when it comes to U.S. women's soccer, the general perception is that, let's face it, we're the white girls next door. We're the straight, quote, cute, quote, unthreatening, quote, suburban white girls next door. It's not actually who we are. 
The women's national team racial diversity, though not yet where it needs to be, is improving every year. And, you know, breaking news, I'm gay. But by and large, that's the perception. And it's certainly how we're marketed to a lot of people. All right, I am back as me now. Uh, it was fun being Megan Rapino for a little bit. Uh, um, jokes aside, while I agree with Megan Rapino that the conversation needs to be brought to light, I suppose from my vantage point, I'm just wondering what rooms Megan Rapino is not in because to me, this is far from the elephant in the room. But I'm not a white. I'm not a white woman. It just, it, it, it truly blows my mind that there are people that live in this world that can excuse racism. And, I mean, I expect that from men, particularly white men. But from white women, I must say, I, I'm a bit ignorant to their ignorance um, or their ambivalence on this, on this topic. And I am recording this the day after a fantastic, an absolutely fantastic event that was hosted by Penn State and the one, the only Amira Rose Davis, excuse me, Dr. Amira Rose Davis. As far as players reacting, I want to start where I felt the biggest omission was, and that being with Leja Clarendon. Leja tweeted on December 7th, Sports Illustrated messed up by not solely acknowledging the WNBA as the sports activist of the year, period. It should have been our whole league, including Stewie, to win this award. The W led this entire sports movement, disgusted at the constant erasure of black women queer and trans folks. Again, Leisha's voice, her image is in that video and not once is she mentioned. And if I made a mistake, if I, if I just skimmed through Pino's article and I missed it, you please let me know. But I don't think that's the case. Someone else, Amani McGee Stafford, uh, took the bubble season off as she has started law school and opted to focus on that. She's got a great thread, and I want to read it in its entirety. Listen, in regards to Stewie's winning Sports Illustrated, we are extremely proud when our sisters are recognized for their outstanding work, and Stewie has been a great ambassador of the game. The outrage has nothing to do with her specifically, but more the larger problem. They chose to highlight a white woman, a familiar name, for being an activist and a marker for the hard work the W did in using the bubble season to highlight hashtag say her name. They could have used this moment to share a new face with the world, done more research, anything. But instead, once again, we, the women of the W, especially the women of color, are left thankful for the platform but conflicted on when the spotlight will be shared. And by no means is this work done for recognition, but wow. How tone deaf is recognizing a white woman as the face of a campaign about the lack of reference and visibility for slain black women. 
in a league that is 90% women of color during a pandemic that disproportionately affects low-income communities, the majority of which are people of color. I think the conversation is continually about performative allyship and how tiring it is to always have to fix or point out things that aren't that hard. We're as tired of having these convos as you are of hearing them. But if you don't listen, it's just a continuous circle, huh? Anyways, I'm proud of Stewie for literally being great at everything, and it sucked she couldn't take this moment in. And to Sports Illustrated, all caps, do better. This can't just be a moment in time, because for some of us, our lives are on the line. Don't use pain to sell. The wait is almost over. The 2020-21 NBA season is almost here and the Locked On NBA podcast will get you ready with a special week of shows beginning December 14th. Get previews of every team division by division from all 30 of our Locked On local experts. Plus, waiver wire editions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, rookies to watch from Chad Ford, and predictions on each division from rejecting the screen. Subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, other people that had great, um, just great takes or thoughtful takes, Kelsey Trainer, Lexi Brown. Um, but I want to read from Outsports. Um who was one of the first articles uh, to get a response from Sports Illustrated. And I don't know, um, honestly, if anyone, if anyone else bothered to reach out. And Outsports got uh, an exclusive or a first look at the video. The video, I guess, did not come out on the same day as the article. I read the article a little bit later, just trying to take everything in. So this is SB Nation Outsports. Uh, the headline reads, Sports Illustrated throws up a brick in its Sports Person of the Year selection. SI selecting Brianna Stewart as the face of the WNBA's activism in 2020 is not a good look. And uh, the article begins, In a year where sports were present in the national protests and conversation over racial equality and police violence, the WNBA boldly took a leading role in this national conversation. It's no accident, really. The WNBA has a consistent, continuous track record of focused, league-wide activism. At the core of this are black women, who make up about 80% of the players in the league. Um, and it goes on to say, yes, as bad as such omissions are, erasure is much worse. As American institution, an American institution in sports journalism engaged in erasure this week. Sports Illustrated announced their 2020 Sports Persons of the Year Sunday. This focus was on what the magazine termed the activist athlete. They chose a group of five who stood above and beyond in this difficult year. 
It goes on to say, I love me some Stewie, but I think Sports Illustrated made the wrong call here. A white player and a white voice being call, being placed at the center of this situation looks like a sports version of the white savior trope. This move diminishes the frontline work and sacrifice on the part of many of the league's black players, and I'm not alone in this assessment. And uh, there's a, a collection of tweets. I do want to stick there, though, for a moment because... Outsports I have and other people have made mention that this is not new to the WNBA. Maya Moore sat out two full seasons to help free a man who was wrongfully convicted and, and then now has married Jonathan Irons. Um, but if you hear Cheryl Reeve, her, her coach at the Minnesota Lynx, tell it, Maya Moore had four championships when she took a year off for athlete activism. And yes, yeah, she got a lot of attention. Um, but, you know, she was a four-time champion. Swin Cash has been talking about this for years. Man, every chance I get, I, I tell people, the first time I heard a real conversation, like a really real conversation about how there's a difference between how American women's basketball is um, perceived. You know, that little, uh, uh, the, from the clip that I played, the cute white girl thing. The first person I heard from the basketball side talk about that, really talk about it, was Swin Cash. And then I started asking athletes about it. But Swin was the first person. You know what else Swin is? She's a multiple-time WNBA champion. You know where else Swin Cash went to school, along with Maya Moore, along with Stewie? She went to UConn. Some UConn players, regardless of what comes out of their mouth, get more attention than other UConn players. Okay. Swin, not a number one pick. Maya was, but okay. Let's argue. Swin has more championships than Stewie, but wasn't a number one pick. Okay. Well, what about Jewel Lloyd? Jewel Lloyd also just won her second WNBA championship. Had a remarkable season. Saved Seattle a handful of times in 2020. Also very vocal about social justice. I know this because I was in a lot of the Seattle Storm um, media, virtual media scrums. And, and Sports Illustrated featured Jewel Lloyd earlier this year. Came out about a week after my feature on Terry Jackson for Sports Illustrated. Jewel Lloyd wasn't the finals MVP. No. But if activist athlete and if being a champion is part of the criteria jewel lloyd needs to be part of the conversation <laughs> sue bird needs to be part of the conversation stewie was not the most exceptional athlete activist on the seattle storm roster let alone in the WNBA. so this is a miss this is a real miss and i think amani mcgee stafford said it well In a lot of ways, this has nothing to do with Stewie. She's a symptom. She's not the cause. Uh, the root issue is that black women 
even in their own struggle, right? Even when athletes are advocating on behalf of black women, black women somehow take a back seat. Hence why Outsports used the term white savior trope. Did Stewie ask for that heat? No. But Sports Illustrated, by maybe wanting to try and be on the cutting edge of activism, either didn't make clear the criteria, which I don't think they did, or they tried to add a piece of the criteria that would not qualify Stewie to be the winner, let alone, again, in the top five in all of sports, let alone in the top five in the WNBA. So journalists, I'm speaking to you. We have to do better. It's unfortunate that Sports Illustrated missed the mark, um, but that's why words matter. Intentionality matters. And if you're going to be about it, you got to be about it. Sports Illustrated, I don't know was if they were prepared when they added athlete activism for f- people to really focus on that. Well, if you add it as part of the criteria, then yes, people are going to focus on it. It's great to be a champion on the court, on the field, in the pool, wherever. But in a year where people are dying from a novel virus, where people are pouring out their hearts and the pain that they carry because of shooting after shooting after killing, after killing. If you say activist, you better say it with your whole damn chest. And Sports Illustrated didn't. They didn't. And that's why I take Social Justice Thursdays very seriously. And we talk about things um, because these are important things that are not going away. They're not going away. This is not a 2020 thing. This is my life. This is my life. I'm speaking for myself, but I know there's someone listening. I know that your favorite, somebody's favorite WNBA player, it could be them speaking to you right now. This is my life. Not just my life, whether I live and breathe. This is my life. My, the cycle of my life is focusing on this. Do I need Sports Illustrated to thank me or anyone else? No. But if you're going to thank an activist, you better get it right. You better get it right. For Black Lives Matter and a, a specific focus on say her name and you don't say the name of one, not one, black woman. That hurts, man. That hurts. I mean, and you know why it hurts the most? Because it's expected. It's expected. In a year (laughs) that has been different in a lot of ways when it comes to activism, we're still dealing with the same mess. Folks are still forgetting us while advocating for us. So, nah, Sports Illustrated got it wrong. And Stewie and Pino have the opportunity to make it sting a little bit less. I don't know if they'll take it. I don't expect them to. 
I'm not even asking them to. But remember this. That's what I'm asking is for everyone listening to remember this. Remember this feeling. Remember this, how people reacted. Remember this. And remember that behind every good activist, this is proven in history, behind every good activist is a black woman. Every time, without fail. Erica Ayala signing off for this episode of Locked on Women's Basketball.